0: What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, gotta tell you about our friends over at Ball. And Ball has been practicing diversity and inclusion for years, while other major companies just talk about it as a workplace idealism. Ball is living it. And what I mean by that is their culture of belonging has been noticed by the Human Rights Campaign. They have a Corporate Equality Index score of 100 percent and that is huge because they want to hire people so they have a great place to work and they want to give you a job Two, you can't name two better things than that right there. So how do you get a job over at Bob? Well, text GOLDEN to 77222, and you'll get linked up to open positions. You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN, or simply text GOLDEN to 77222. Before we hop in the show, and man, you guys are going to love this show. Ryan is losing it, and that's pretty much how this show goes. So, Ryan, let's hop into the show.
1: Join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR. We are DNVR, and we are live from the undefeated preseason lounge. Uh, There we we go. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, What a fun time. You know, only very few teams can say they've. Well, not very few teams. But it's not exactly common to go undefeated in the preseason. Now,
0: you know how many times the Broncos have done it? How many? Five. Five times. Okay. And uh, you know what this one was, though? They gave up the fewest points ever in those five games. What about
1: PPG? Because there was only three games. Don't know. Good okay. question. Seven. Uh,
0: I, I find it hard to believe that anyone's done better.
1: Everyone, Zach, wants to tell you about the two teams that went undefeated in the preseason and then 0 and 16 in the regular season. But what they don't tell you about is the eight teams who have gone undefeated in the preseason and won the Super Bowl.
0: Hey, how about that? Yes. So which path are the Broncos on? Uh, right down the middle, <laughs> right in <laughs> oh, between. them. No. Uh, but
1: we'll get to all that in a second. First, I want to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver, msudenver.edu slash online. Online is where you can go check out all they have to offer. You can do it online uh, when you check it out, and then you'll just stay online the whole time as you get your education from wherever you want, whenever you want. It's convenient for everyone, especially those of you who have a full-time job. So check out our friends over at MSU Denver. See if they have something for you and get in on the fantastic education that they offer over there.
0: My boy, what's up, Ryan? Undefeated, the vibes are great but they weren't at the beginning of the game, and they flipped around, thankfully.
1: Yes, they did, and it's kind of a, a, a tale of two quarterbacks here who kind of went across a similar path. We'll get to all that. I, w- I want to dive into the quarterback
0: specifically, of course, but I just want to start, Zach, with your biggest takeaway from the game as a whole. Well, starting the game, a uh, non-quarterback, Ryan – I look at Melvin Gordon and I look at this running game that the Broncos have. And boy, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams have looked as good as you could possibly have hoped in preseason. Javante Williams didn't play tonight, not because he was injured. Big relief there but just because he uh, he the Broncos had seen enough from him, and they wanted to see what Melvin Gordon could do. Is uh, he the only
1: dude on the roster that got sat because he was just too
0: valuable, pretty, seen enough? Pretty much. I mean, you saw Vaughn out there. You saw Bradley Chubb out there. You saw everyone out there except for Javante Williams. Shows what they think of him. And yes. this this running attack, Ryan, I mean, Melvin tonight rushed, uh, average seven yards per attempt, and he was shaking and baking, guys, not letting anyone tackle him on first contact. I love it, and that's what this team, is going to be built on especially with teddy with teddy as the quarterback
1: yeah and i think it's a really good point this team is going to be able to run the ball what a relief that is and obviously you know uh they haven't faced the greatest of challenges when it comes to running the ball but melvin gordon looks fast um he looks more explosive than i think he looked last year javante williams is a bowling ball that's about the only way i could can describe him i get some uh i told someone the other day i get some mjd vibes from him oh i love it um and so i think this team is gonna run the ball better than they did last season yep. and that is ingredient number one yeah i honestly believe to them being successful i think is just the easiest way of putting that um they're gonna have to run the ball and they look like they're going to for me my biggest takeaway is it's not going to be as easy as it looked, those first two games. Um, now we
0: Say it ain't so. Yeah. I will not go. Wow,
1: you're in a good mood. Um, I just, uh, it looked so easy. And we knew deep down that that's, that wasn't real. Yeah. And then you come out here tonight, and unfortunately, it should have looked the same. You know what I mean? Like, it's not as if the Rams threw out Aaron Donald. Um, I don't even know if they played uh, Justin Hollins. I right. don't think they did. They
0: didn't play their second string quarterback. So
1: it was supposed to look that easy tonight, and it didn't. And that just gave me pause. Um, I really wanted Teddy to go out there and just dice him up Two, one, maybe one great drive, touchdown, walk off. Everyone feels better, and it didn't happen. And it was just a little bit of a reminder that, like, even against the Giants, It's not going to be easy.
0: Yeah, and not just for the offensive side of the ball, Ryan. The defensive side is what scared me maybe even more so than the offensive side. It was scary seeing a third-string offense go march down the field against the Broncos' defense. And then after the game, Vic was asked about it, and he said he thought the defense was tired. And to me uh, – Maybe that's the case in preseason game number three if the defense is playing late into the fourth quarter. But on the second and third drive of the game, Ryan, why are they tired? I mean, if that's really the case, that's concerning to me. Very concerning he, that he, these guys are already gassed.
1: And then he blamed the fatigue police?
0: <laughs> yeah, the, fa- the fatigue police have been policing a little too much, as Vic said. Unbelievable, man. I cannot bel- I mean. The fatigue police don't stop you from being able to do conditioning work. Maybe the fatigue police can get me an escort down here after the game. Oh, you want an escort? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, uh,
1: uh, <laughs> By the way, thats it's nice that you bring that up, Zach, because uh, I did want to mention it. Um, as you noticed, uh, to, to those of you who have been listening in after every game, a little bit later tonight, and that's just going to be the deal um, for home games because Zach had to come here to the bar from the stadium um, I thought you made pretty good time. How was the traffic getting out of there? Beautiful. Nice. Not okay. Bad so, at all. so that's about um, the best case scenario, I guess. Um, but we'll hope to be as quick as that was um, and, and get this live as fast as we can to you guys. Uh, and appreciate you guys for being a little patient. I saw we had like 50 people waiting before the game. So, home games gonna take a little longer. Away games will be right after Ba-bing, the, the ba- final boom. buzzer. So, uh, now that we have top takeaways out of the way let's make our way towards these quarterbacks and just go chronologically uh start with teddy's first drive rough
0: rough uh and uh you know i i think teddy threw out uh a good ex Reason, I should say, after the game for why he started slow on those first two drives. Did and he say it's
1: because I've only had half the reps? Because that'd be hilarious.
0: <laughs> Boy, that would be great. Or if he said I only got half the reps on Monday. <laughs> right exactly. Boy, I was really held back on Monday and Tuesday by these guys not making the decision. Yeah. Uh, what he said though was he was really trying to incorporate Cortland Sutton and Albert Owen to the offense since he hasn't worked with them in the preseason game so far. So he said he, without saying it, he said he. He was forcing it to them to try to get them going, to try to get himself going with them. And he said, You know, something that I need to do is if those guys aren't open, move through my progressions. That's not something that I'm concerned about with Teddy, is being able to move through his progressions. So I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy that reason. I'm not going to say it's an excuse. I'm going to say it's a reason. Uh, but still, when he's still looking at those guys he can make better passes that's not something that we've seen and, and has been a major concern for teddy over over the preseason and regular season or in in training camp so i'm not concerned but man a one in six start with four yards on those first two drives it was like oh no why did vic start teddy <laughs> in this game
1: yeah um i was thinking the same thing which was just like Just start ripping, you know, do what the Rams did. They played the same guy the whole time. Bryce Perkins threw the ball 42 times tonight.
0: Insane.
1: He looked good. I thought he looked – I mean, you could make the argument that he looked the best of any quarterback (laughs) in the game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the first two drives for Teddy, it was just a worst-case scenario. I mean, nothing – like, in terms of the whole game, thank God everyone came out of there healthy because it just had the feel. Yeah. Touch wood. It had the feel of one of those games where just, like, the wheels come off and everything goes wrong. Yeah. Um, And there's, like, a weird thing with momentum in sports like that where one or two things go wrong and then the snowball starts going down the hill. So, thank goodness they came out fairly unscathed or completely unscathed. Yeah. Um, So, uh, but I will say those first two drives, it was, like, all right, so Teddy can't move the ball on their backup defense, and their backup <laughs> offense can move the ball on the Broncos' starting defense. And special teams. And then special teams. Not uh, a surprise, but. Yeah, uh, if we if we were giving out anti-helmet stickers, um, <laughs> I'm actually giving one to Vic Fangio, not to Tom McMahon. I am not going to blame Tom McMahon for one <laughs> single thing that goes wrong this year. Uh, it is Everything that goes wrong with special teams is 100% on Vic Fangio's shoulders. He's the one who employs Tom McMahon. He's the one who had ample opportunity after ample opportunity to replace him. Hasn't done so. So Tom McMahon, I feel about you the way I felt about Kendall Hinton. I'm sorry, but you are ran over your head. It's not your fault. You were put in a terrible situation. They somehow keep paying you. I don't blame you for taking the paychecks, but
0: this is on Vic Fangio. Man, and Vic is is making it known how displeased he is. I mean, we th- that may Do very well about be it. the first change we see,
1: Ryan. Good God. I just i can't i i i don't understand i just don't understand i don't understand i mean it's the same thing i i almost tweeted out like sarcastically like man i i guess tom mcmahon wasn't the problem the new special teams coach is still oh wait they didn't fire tom mcmahon they're still going with that that's the problem he's got a good gig you know if you can get it i I feel bad like going at him so hard but it's it's That's been bad. Con- it's been bad. Yes, it- it's been bad consistently You're for three years, now. and now it's all Vic's fault. <laughs> Every last bit of it is Vic Fangio's fault. Uh, okay. So then,
0: after the two drives that yeah. get off to a rough start, and what was weird, really quick about those drives, Ryan, is the run game was looking good. Melvin yeah. Gordon was cooking. He was averaging seven yards per rush. So that there was, it wasn't. There was no excuses for the the passing game not to work.
1: Right, and te- Teddy just looked off i don't know he was just off yep
0: um and that'll that'll happen and i think one thing that vic said after the game which was important to realize was he liked but after the fact he liked that the offense went up against adversity he liked that the defense went up against adversity and how they responded to that because he said you know as much as we liked those first two games where where we just dominated in the regular season you are going to face adversity so how do you bounce back so it's like practicing incompletions. <laughs> right, exactly, which Teddy did at the beginning of this game, and so did Drew.
1: Yeah, they were both practicing
0: hard. Um, <laughs> any boo-birds? Bo- no, no, no boo-birds today. Good job, yep. Broncos Country. Yep. Even after one I thought, and six starts. I
1: thought after yep. going one for six, I thought after the last one where they had to punt again, I was like, oh, God, here we go. Or like a... We want Drew chant. I thought that was on the table. Yep. yep.
0: No, no boo birds. But I think there was a lot of clenching from the offensive staff.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I I think so, too. A lot of sphincters. (laughs) Then they get their hands are tied. Vic Fangio's hands are tied. He cannot leave his quarterback out ending the preseason on one for six. No. And I, again, was just. Please don't let this come back to bite him.
0: I couldn't do it for our sake, Ryan. I could not handle 2 weeks cuz it's not just 1 week till the first game. Uh, 2 weeks of this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but but I was just thinking to myself like gosh you know remember when we used to just say like no matter what button Vance Joseph presses it's always the wrong one one. and that's (laughs) how I felt about that decision I was like oh god he's gonna put him out there something bad is gonna happen and it's just gonna look so bad on him for forcing him out there another time Not, not literally physically forcing them but forcing it to try and get some positive momentum and it pays off. Um, Cortland Sutton finally gets yep. involved yep. Uh, on the big third down conversion. I believe it was third down, third and long conversion uh, out there. Uh, we I wanted to play the highlight, but we don't want to get attacked by the NFL. <laughs> um, if So just go search it. <laughs> Probably if you just search Cortland Sutton on Twitter, you can find the highlight. He absolutely left the DB in the dust, got himself wide open on the sideline. That moves the chains. They get all the way down in there. And then Teddy with – I don't know. I mean, in terms of throws in the preseason, right up there with the top throws of Drew's 80-yarder, um, the one he threw to Saubert last week, uh, and then the, the rolling left, you know, turning the hips and delivering a perfect ball to Cortland Sutton in the end zone to finish it off. Um, re- just a huge sigh of relief for everyone. Oh,
0: my gosh, big time. Five for five for 58 yards and a touchdown on that drive. That's when you pull your quarterback and say, yeah. I'm done calling it a night he still finishes with the passer rating over a hundred which is which is very impressive and you what what you love to see the most was Cortland sutton get involved with with teddy because that's something that not just with with teddy but we haven't seen Cortland sutton really heat up in, no. in this camp and so it was great to see him heat up in the final preseason game at home in his first action two catches uh with the touchdown there he was cooking and ryan DK DraftKings King of the Game Cortland Sutton. So good to see him and Von Miller back tonight.
1: Kale, you want to bring up the King of the Game for us? It, it is, in fact, Cortland Sutton. Uh, we didn't get all fancy with the stats. He flashed in his return. Yep. It's two um, for yeah. Um. T- yeah. Exactly. That's,
0: that's ten fantasy points in, in a quarter. Yes. A quarter two, and a half. In one drive. Yeah.
1: Um, two catches, 27 yards, and a touchdown. Um, it, it really to me, it just came down to that break. He made to the sideline on the third down play. That's when I read the big sigh of relief said he's not afraid to cut. He's not afraid to do anything. He looks like old Cortland. And then that play in the end zone. I mean, he should be your guy down there. He's such yep. a big body, such a big target. Uh, love seeing him go down to get that again, going down to his knees. Yep. Just little things that you'd like to see the yep. trust in there. Um, and that's what that makes him our King of the game.
0: Yeah. I mean, as a commenter just said, he's King of the court. Uh, on the field down there today. And on that play, I loved it because it showed so much heads up awareness by Cortland to just keep, keep the play going. And then by Teddy, we've seen how comfortable he is in the pocket, manipulating in the pocket in those first two preseason games, stepping up, uh, having the the clock in his head. But then this one, he gets out, shows that he still has mobility. That wasn't something I was concerned about, but I know some people were concerned about. Uh, He's not going to be a Joe Flacco in there in the pocket. He can still get out and make those plays.
1: Yeah. Yeah, his mobility i don't know who to compare it to um it's not joe flacco it's not obviously lamar jackson right um it's somewhere in between there but where do you where would you rank him just compared to drew lock uh
0: obviously there's a touch below um he and he he doesn't have the breakout mobility to to turn it up the field and turn on the burners but he has something that's more important and that's that pocket presence and pocket awareness and pocket feel
1: okay zach so they get the touchdown everyone's feeling better yep. i don't think anyone's feeling good and i'm sitting there thinking to myself "Cale, do you hear that music i think I, do. I, th- I, I i'm <laughs> sitting here thinking to myself oh gosh oh, you know what they can't goodness. afford <laughs> They can't afford Drew Locke to go out there and look awesome after he goes out there, <laughs> and Teddy was just meh. And so I put on my conspiracy oh, theory, my tinfoil hat,
0: and I'm thinking I'm, not I'm it. thinking
1: there's no way they go out here and give him a good series of plays. So they run one right into the back of the offensive line, and I turned to Kale and I said, watch him run it right into the back of the offensive oh line again. God. And they do so. And then they call a pass on third down, and it was like deja vu all over again. This is exactly what, what, absolutely destroyed this offense last year was run, run, pass, yep. and it it just felt too. It just <laughs> felt too coincidental that the thing that they just knew didn't work last year happens to be what they go out there and do. As soon as Drew gets out there, when if Drew goes out there and leads a beautiful touchdown drive on that drive. Uh, everyone's losing their minds.
0: Well, I would buy it if Teddy didn't have the touchdown drive before. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. So get that hat on. Right, <laughs> no, you can keep it on. Oh, I really don't like it. Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was brutal. I mean, three and out for four yards. It was so bad. Yeah. It was so bad, Zach. And,
1: and again, the second down draw into the back of the offensive line was just like, You've got to be kidding me. Where's Devontae
0: Booker when you need uh, him? It
1: it was just so last year. It was so 2020. It's exactly what we hated so much last year. And what to me is a big part of the Drew Locke story of last season is just how bad the play calling was. And I couldn't, like, I was literally calling it play by play. Here's what's (laughs) going to happen. And it's exactly what happened so i i did have to put my conspiracy hat on a little (laughs) bit especially because i know they know what works
0: for drew right because eventually they got
1: around to it and he was awesome yep
0: yep but it took another series to get the bad out of the way and that play the uh the strip sack was just something that drew couldn't afford and now obviously the competition was over but that if the if the quarterback scoreboard was still going, Ryan, that strip sack would have lost him the day because he did bounce back. The, the he would have two, lost him the competition. Right. Yes. Exactly. That he did bounce back and finish just like Teddy finished with a beautiful touchdown drive that you love to see. But you can't have those plays where you sit in the pocket too long. These guys, especially when you're with the backup offensive line, but that sack was on drew there was he was in the pocket for over three seconds cameron fleming got beat it was a it was an l for cameron fleming there's no doubt about it but it was also an l for drew but then you like that he did have a a three and out to start the second half you didn't like to see that you're thinking oh my gosh we didn't think he could be any worse than teddy to start but then he comes back very very nice drive to for him to finish the preseason uh with confidence and ryan we know that we're going to see Drew at some point this year, whether it's due to injury, which we hope doesn't happen, touch on wood, whether it's due to poor play, again, touch wood, hope that doesn't happen. But the, the likelihood is that we're going to see Drew again, and so this is the last time we're going to see him uh, be, before, whenever he shows up in the regular season, and at least he finished with some confidence.
1: Yeah, I will say, and it wasn't all just a play calling. Um,
0: it's conspiracy there was
1: No, there was just a lot of 2020 Drew in tonight's game. Oh, uh, and it was just a little disappointing to see I'm very happy that he was able to finish on a high note and he can have that confidence but I know everyone wants to make excuses for him and Cam Fleming it was a bad play it was a terrible play yeah. but you're right and I tweeted this out in that situation which is like your your coach is kind of in between do I push it or do we just take it into the locker room well you get the pass interference call And they've called timeouts. And as a coach, you kind of want to stick it to the other coach for calling timeouts. So your coach is like, all right, I'm going to get aggressive. But your coach has to be able to trust you in that situation. Mm -hmm. He has to be able to trust you as, hey, we're going to get aggressive, but I need you to be smart and aggressive. Right. And what I tweeted was you have to have your internal clock go one beat faster. Mm -hmm. Just one beat faster to where you're saying, all right, I feel like I've been in here for a while. I got to get rid of it. Or I got to scramble or whatever it is and drew got too comfortable back there someone tweeted at me "It blind side no it wasn't it was on his eye side he has to see that right. he's getting around he's going around because mm-hmm. it, you know it wasn't a clean beat right at you but you have to know he's going around so he's gonna come from this side eventually gotta at least protect the ball yep and he didn't do it that gave me last year drew lock vibes and then uh the other one that really felt like it was deja vu was the wide-open Tyree Cleveland streaking down the sidelines. Mm -hmm. Too flat, too strong. It's plagued Drew with his deep ball uh, since he got in the league. He just tends to throw it with not enough air under it to give the receiver time to get under it. That's what he did. He missed it. But I really loved him him going through that adversity. You saw how mad he was that he missed that throw. He could have hung his head. He could have started thinking about this is, you know, I blew my opportunity here you know i had the fans on my side that sort of thing Mm -hmm. but no he went he went back out there um and had the you know his best drive of the day probably the best drive of the day for the broncos um they gave him a bunch of play action which again would have done it would have done it on the first play (laughs) when he got out there if if i was trying to go score a touchdown um I, I, i don't need the hat you know what i'm saying um but uh, just really good for him to get that confidence. And like you said, you're right. That's going to be the the final taste he has in his mouth as they go into this season and eventually work towards probably needing him at some point.
0: Yep. And on that drive, back to back to back, first down passes for Drew Lock. I don't know how they ruled that catch from uh, Kendall Hinton the catch, but it worked out. Uh, got, got a first down on that one. And then, of course, you feel great for Austin Fort getting in the end zone. Yes. Uh, as... He'll probably land on the practice squad, but uh, a really feel good play Drew, a great drive capped off with the touchdown.
1: Yeah, and you could tell he really wanted to get it to Fort, um just because of everything he's gone through. Uh and as soon as he throws the touchdown pass, he's like running in there to go yeah. celebrate with him. He's yeah. really happy for that. What you love, I mean, these are the little things you have to hang your hat on in the preseason, the little storylines. Yep. Um Austin Fort probably not a Bronco by Tuesday. Maybe a practice squad guy again. I assume he still has a little bit of eligibility there. But um, just really nice to see Drew finish on that note.
0: Yeah, it was. And and on that drive, 4 for 4 touchdown, over 50 passing yards. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy how Drew and Teddy had nearly, like, outside of the fumble from Drew, the strip sack. They had, like, the exact same night. And the exact same preseason. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have the final stats of the whole preseason? I do. uh, Drew, 19 of 28. I believe that's like 65%. uh, 298 yards, three touchdowns, 138.7 passer rating, and one strip sack. Okay. Okay. Pretty darn yes, good. Yes, very good. And for Teddy, I'm pulling it up right here. He was 22 of 30, so over 70%. 241 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, 130 passer rating. Ryan, it's pr- they kind of each played like a whole game uh, over yes. over the preseason, and you love it. You're you, the worst of the two quarterbacks has 130 passer rating.
1: Right, and it's funny because again, if you take away the strip sack. You really would have been, after this game, would have been able to make a case for Drew ends up with eight high, eight points higher passer rating. Yep. He has the bigger play, yep. all that stuff. Unfortunately, someone tweeted at us and they said, you know, if the competition wasn't over, where would it be tonight? To me, it would have been definitively Teddy Yeah, because of, of you're just waiting for someone to make a mistake. Neither guy had done it. Right. Drew holds onto the ball for a beat too long and... That that would like we would have been
0: sitting here saying that decided the competition. Yep, you're absolutely right. We would have, and uh, so it. Vic Fangio is so lucky that the decision to start or play both of these guys tonight didn't come back to because Ryan. After those first two drives, I'm not just thinking how messed up my Twitter mentions are going to be for the next two weeks, but what are we talking about after this game? Are we talking about now the quarterback competition is back open?
1: I don't we don't know. have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about it. Um, I was thinking all sorts of worst-case scenarios of, like, Brett Ripon starting a game in week one.
0: Um, <laughs> by the way, what happened to Brett? Um, not, uh, Just wasn't good. But, like, all preseason? Yeah, not good. Not it's a, good. It's kind of weird. Do you he, think he makes the team?
1: No. No, I, I
0: don't think so either.
1: I mean, I know they want to keep him around, I think he still has practice squad eligibility as well. So yeah. uh, you you run the risk of losing him to uh, Skangs in San Francisco.
0: Over under 50.5 passer rating for Brett tonight. Under. Way under. 40 points under.
1: Wait, he had a 10 passer rating? <laughs> he had
0: a 10.7 passer rating. Mm. Three for seven, 17 yards and a pick.
1: Dude, I don't know what happened to him. He was so competent before. Yeah, he was. He and was
0: and Is that how bad the Jets are last year?
1: <laughs> oh God. I mean maybe he just maybe the Broncos third team is just really bad this year. That could be it. Yeah. Um all right. Before we get onto our helmet stickers. Uh, a helmet sticker for good friends over at Breckenridgeburg. Hey, Cheers we'll to you guys. To that. A little RK special here. Uh, uh, celebrate an undefeated preseason. <laughs> you know, you never know when you get to celebrate being undefeated. Um, and
0: being in the winner's lounge for three straight games? If that happens
1: this year, um, I will do two shots on there.
0: Oh, how about that? In an RK special?
1: No, I don't oh, want to okay. do that. That's, okay. No. Just, that would ruin the RK special. It could special. be a
0: special RK special.
1: Yeah. Um. No. Uh, so, yes. Broncos win three straight. I'll do back-to-back shots on air. Um, I like that. Anyways, speaking of undefeated, Breckenridge Brewery is undefeated. Literally every single beer that they put out is elite. And if you're looking for a game-day beer, there's no better one than Broncos Country. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Ho- what is it? Cl- United- Hoppy Pale Ale. Oh, yes. Uni- it's called Broncos Country Hoppy Pale Ale. Yep. It is delicious. And, uh, great, I, mean, and I mean, the, the packaging pack- is
0: pristine incredible packaging. Yeah, yeah, and you, you can't miss it.
1: No, you can't. So check out our friends over at Breck Brewery. Um, get their beers, get their seltzers, get their lemonade seltzers. All of it. It's all great.
0: I mean, if we're talking about being hooked up with the best, Ryan, you got to hook yourself up with the best especially if you're looking to hook up and that's with our friends over at manscape make sure to check them out for the lawnmower 4.0 it's just the best in the biz that's their specialty and there's a reason it's their specialty It's because the lawnmower 4.0 is the best razor out there i don't care what you're talking about but specifically for below the belt and why not just get the performance package 4.0 when you're at it because you get the lawnmower 4.0 plus everything else that you need for below the belt but they also do stuff above the belt ryan they have so many great products that you need to check out and if you Che- use the code dnvr you'll get 20 percent off and free shipping over at manscaped so check them out get the lawnmower 4.0 get the perfect package 4.0 and be ready to just be hooked up in the best possible way
1: i think that's what melvin gordon used to take off his dreads <laughs> oh, now he looks way faster
0: he does yes uh, You see the coat he was wearing after too
1: oh yes i yeah, yeah i believe he got that from one of the uh, vintage shops i follow on instagram
0: <laughs> he probably did
1: um <laughs> What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, you can also become a member at uh, thednvr.com. Get your questions answered on this show every day, uh, especially in the podcast side of things. Um, You can get deals on all of our merch. By the way, a ton of new merch coming, including new Broncos stuff. So keep an eye out for that. You'll get a free shirt when you become a member. And so, so much more. I could go on forever, but I won't because we got to get to helmet stickers. So,
0: Zach, I will give you the first sticker to give out who you got i'm starting with the guy who i started with the show off melvin gordon he looked really good that's all we need to see melvin gordon uh and he looked just like you wanted him to ryan this backfield looks like it's going to be so much fun and going to be a top five backfield and we didn't even get
1: to see mike boone in the preseason which is really sad
0: yeah exactly that's a good point
1: um there was that other guy 32 he yes. looks good yes
0: he did he was moving his feet
1: he was he was spinning
0: around and yeah. having fun won't make the team but uh scott you look good S- his name is scott yeah yeah michael scott uh, okay no, it's not michael scott <laughs>
1: um yeah th- There. those guys are gonna be awesome um man first helmet sticker for me i all right i have a i have a strategy here Ooh. that what I'm, who i'm going to uh-oh. Kind of windy outside. We're we look, we looking over um, our shoulder. I am going. You, you'll see where I'm going eventually. My first one is going to Albert Okuebunam. Oh, you took it from me. Uh, looked great out there. Looked smooth out there. How was
0: the pronunciation on uh, the broadcast? Was it okay? You know, I'll tell you in the press box. It was like, dude, just stick with Alberto. Yeah. You, um, <laughs> it
1: was. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't. Okay, too bad. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I uh, I was impressed with him. He looked smooth out there. Drew got on the ball. Um, I'm, I'm down with him trying to hurdle anyone,
0: (laughs) anytime. He's like, you're not going to crouch. I don't care. I'm still, I know
1: that's what I I was saying at the bar. I was like, the guy didn't even ever look like he was going low. He broke down perfectly and just stood there. And you're just like, yep, I'm going over you. He's
0: like, I'm going to show you. My knee is good by ramming it into your helmet.
1: Right. That's exactly what it was for me. It's the same thing I was saying about Cortland. He showed he was confident in his limbs. And I like that.
0: We love when you're confident in your limbs. Yes. especially over at Mans. Yes, they'll yes. make
1: you confident in every one of your limbs
0: and every hanging part. <laughs> um. Yes. No. I love. I. <laughs> I love the way Alberto looked, and I love that Teddy Andrew intentionally tried to get him involved. And Ryan, he really looked like he's going to be a big part of this offense, especially with the first team. Uh. Noah Fant, non-existent. Um, now, obviously, he didn't play tonight, but you know how many catches he had in the first two preseason games? One. Zero. You know how many targets he had in the first two preseason games? One. Zero. Oh, my Zero. Gosh. I mean, so that's just crazy. And then so Noah doesn't play tonight, dealing with a little bit of an issue, which Vic doesn't think is going to be serious or impact him. But we see Albert Albert Ogut out there playing in Noah's spot, and he gets four targets tonight, three catches, 23 yards uh and had did have that one drop which was tough especially for teddy that was like the one that was supposed to get teddy going and what was he's dropped high. but then he 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 turned back around and was good
1: wait maybe that was i think that, that was, was the first
0: one that that a defender came oh yeah got right it right after. yeah yeah
1: um yeah just nice to see him out there moving around um didn't look quite as fast i feel like as he did but he's it's those fatigue police, you know, <laughs> and just not letting them get into shape.
0: Uh, I'm I'm going to Jonathan Cooper. Oh my for God. a helmet sticker, this guy. I, I mean, think I think he d- could
1: start for a lot of teams right next, now. Two Sundays from now. Yeah,
0: I I completely agree. They actually give helmet stickers out at Ohio State. If the Broncos did it, I mean, he may have the most helmet stickers of anyone outside of the quarterbacks for this preseason. I think he would outdo the quarterbacks. It's it just incredible, Ryan. We know he's making the roster as he should. It just looks like the Broncos got an absolute steal in the seventh round. I mean, I said either last week or two weeks ago that he, would, he looks like he's playing like a, a, a fourth-round pick. Ryan he's playing like a first First round round pick pick. right now and it is just insane so so happy that the Broncos took a chance on him because he was a guy that had an a swollen heart is what he said uh it it was uh it was swollen had to get a procedure on it that you're certainly taking a gamble when you do that and that gamble has paid off big time
1: yeah uh, it's just uh I'm not like a big draft nerd so I I didn't even hear about him you know like that's how far down, but I'm just, like, right. wondering what did his college tape look like. It's not like he slipped through the cracks at, like, Alcorn State or something. Right. He's playing at Ohio State. Yep. If he looked like that, how did he fall? I, right. Yeah. I mean, I realize there's the health concern, but he's an animal
0: yep and he had a tackle for a loss today just a beast in the run game pressure after pressure and that's what's so key is that it yeah it's not just one phase of the game that he's good in like we saw with malik reed last year he was really good at rushing the quarterback needed to beef up in the run game it really seems like malik has done that by the way he's been really stout uh but jonathan cooper just a stud in both ways
1: Uh, uh, you know the old alien thing if an alien (laughs) came down (laughs) And watch the Broncos three preseason games. They knew football really well because of alien football, <laughs> but they didn't know anything about American football and who the players were. They tell you Jonathan Cooper's the best player on the Broncos. Yep,
0: exactly. <laughs> they, they, they certainly would. Number 53 gets a helmet sticker.
1: Yeah, absolutely deserving. All right, next helmet sticker. Speaking of the best player on the Broncos, it's quite arguably this guy. It's Von Miller. Um, almost had a sack on the first snap. Almost gets a sack a little bit later. Super active. He did my favorite thing, which is just absolutely discarding a tight end that's trying to block no, him in the run game. So mean. <laughs> it, it's, it looks so effortless. Yep. Like It almost looks like it's part of a play Yep. where like the tight end's just supposed to move when he tells him to. Yep. Tight end tries to block him, tosses him aside, makes the play in the backfield. I was like, that's old Von Miller to me.
0: And one of the things he said after the game, Ryan, was Von never left. And it looked like that. I mean, it, it certainly looks he like He said that Vaughn. in third person? Yes, he did. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Vaughn thing to say, too. Yes, if it is. If you want to be like Von, just talk about yourself in first person. That's something that Zach Stevens would say about Von Miller.
2: <laughs> Solid.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I just thought he really looked like himself out there. Yep. Um, I still keep, can't, keep, can't get over the stat that they keep showing on the broadcasts, which is that Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb have played 20 games together. And they have seven forced fumbles in those twenty games. Wow! Uh, like, I mean, it just seems like it's that's so ridiculously high to me. That, that's absurd. Uh, so basically, getting you're you're guaranteed a forced fumble one every three games.
0: And they haven't even been good. I mean, outside of that right. stat, they have not lived up to what this duo is supposed to be in twenty games.
1: Right. But we talk about this defense needing to create turnovers, Ugh. and if you can get strip sacks and that yep. sort of thing it's going to be transformational for this offense. I think the same way that the offense, not turning the ball over can be transformational for the defense. So uh, just happy to see Vaughn back and you know, he should be the best player on the team. He's the highest paid player on the team.
0: Yeah. You're hundred percent right. I'm going to go another helmet sticker to Josie jewel, a guy who we have not talked about at all because he's been injured. We've been talking about Justin Sternod, Alexander Johnson, uh, really Justin Sternod, but tonight, It was Josie Jewell. The Broncos actually started in nickel, and he was the inside linebacker that was on the field, and then he also had a big sack that was called back for something that that didn't have to do with him, but it was just a beastly sack still. Uh, Like to see some life out of Josie Jewell, and this is a great problem for Vic Fangio to have. Who do you take off the field when you're putting nickel on, when you're putting dime on now, dime, you're probably not going to have any of those guys out there, but uh, a great problem to have where you're comfortable with it being Alexander Johnson, where you're comfortable with it being Josie jewel. And I think the more the season goes on, they're going to be more and more comfortable with Justin Stranod.
1: Yeah. Uh, you definitely want those pieces. You got to have them. Uh, so nice for Josie. Uh, and then this guy, I mean, he, he already has our King of the game, but I just want to finish off my theme here, which is all the guys who played in their first game back, uh, tonight It's Cortland Sutton. Uh, we called him the DraftKings king of the game. He was awesome. He looked like Cortland Sutton. Um, and I kind of agree with what they said before the game, which is like we just want to we need those guys to get out there and show that they feel confident. Yeah. I feel like all three of those guys really showed like they were confident yeah. and I feel more confident now because of it. Now, there, was the risk worth it?
2: No. Nope. We don't have to know. <laughs> right. and thank so, the Lord. We,
1: thank goodness. We don't have to know if the risk was worth it. The answer is no, it wasn't. But it's fine because everything worked out just fine. And now I personally feel more confident in all three of those you
0: guys. You know what Vic was was doing before the game? He was touching a lot of wood. He was touching a lot of wood, hoping that, that it would end Walking this by way. every locker. I think those lockers yeah. are made out of wood. <laughs> he was sitting in the locker before just pounding oh. on it. <laughs> wow. I was doing no, this. Yeah, the wrists yeah, were out, sure not the were other were... way
1: around. Make sure someone cuts that and turns it into a gift. Yeah. Uh, yes, oh, yes. It is yes. 1125. Yeah, yeah,
0: I was uh... – I was told (laughs) as I was walking out by a very nice uh, lady that worked in Powerfield in my high wow you look really tired your oh, eyes are so tired I'm like wow thanks. can i just give a pro thanks.
1: tip to everyone don't never say that, say that to anyone <laughs>
0: uh,
1: it's such a mean thing
0: to say.
1: like maybe you're like doing it to show them sympathy like oh man why are you so tired right every time it just makes that person feel bad about <laughs> right. themselves yes
0: it does it does um, i think
1: you look fresh face thank you you're spring chicken thank
0: you thank you yes um after all that wood touch-in. but what was i saying about the wood touching <laughs>
1: Uh, Vic Fangio was very nervous before the yes, game. Yes,
0: so Vic Fangio, good. All, all good. All of those, there we go. All of those guys, you do feel a lot more confident about. Really good to see. Uh, especially just, I'm not worried about Noah Fant, but Noah Fant hasn't been lighting it up in training camp. Not to his fault. He hasn't been looking bad. But it was just kind of something in the back of your mind. Kind of like Garrett Bowles uh p- potentially getting uh. <laughs> got some good reading comments the comments. In. Uh Garrett Bowles, he's also in the back of my mind of like, how good is he right now? I've seen a little bit of struggles. Um, and, uh, don't know how we're going to make it through this right here, (laughs) Uh, but I'm going to give a final helmet sticker to Trinity Benson. Sorry,
1: three only. (laughs) Sorry, Trinity. It's being redacted.
0: TB 12 is what we call him. What the country calls him. He's on the team. Uh, two things that he didn't do. We going Sharpie. Yeah. Oh, we got to go Sharpie for TB 12 with a nickname like that. He was back there to return punts and kickoffs. Now didn't have to do either, um, because they're punter. Was I be mean, how much sticker so, to him? <laughs> seriously, he can have
1: four. Um, so people that were at the game, yeah, I saw multiple people tweeting and they just assumed it was Johnny Hecker, <laughs> but it wasn't Johnny Hecker, he's dealing with like COVID protocol stuff. Yeah, it was Corey Bohorquez. <laughs> Easy for you to say, I uh, not really. Um, and the dude literally looked like the best punter in the NFL. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, he did. I mean, downing it at the one-yard line. You have the Rams playing some hot potato to keep it in. Twice. 67-yard uh, bomb. This guy, yeah, that twice. That went out on the one. Yeah, you're right. Insane. I've
1: never seen anything like it. Meanwhile, you know, the Broncos are uh, had a punter issue at one point. They ended up with Colby Wadman for like two years. <laughs> These guys have COVID protocol issues. They bring in the best punter <laughs> in the NFL overnight.
0: Tom McMahon. Colby Wadman Tom McMahon's guy. Rico, Rico, up plan, and, Chico. <laughs> Rico. <laughs> um, and Trinity Benson leads the team in receiving wow yeah how about that
1: so we had the one from Locke tonight the one from he had two from Teddy and one from Locke in the first
0: game how many catches did he end up with five six sure yeah that sounds that sounds about right okay. tonight two for two for 34 yards he's on the team it, if he doesn't make the team Ryan what are we doing? Why are we doing training camp? Why are we doing preseason? He's probably been the Broncos' best receiver in preseason games and uh, second best only behind Jerry Judy in, in uh, training camp.
1: Trinity Benson from East Central College? Is that what it yes, is? Yes,
0: in Kansas?
1: I want to oh, say Texas.
0: All I've heard, no offense to East Central, it, I think Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all I've heard about East Central is Is it's just in a terrible town. So anyone from there, I'm sorry, but just shows you how far he's come.
1: (laughs) Trinity Benson. I just want to make sure we're getting this this correct. Uh, Trinity Benson from
0: TB12. Where's he from?
1: East Central baby, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Let's find out a a little more about East Central.
0: What the? Yeah. What's the town? Do you have any guesses? Uh, still. uh, It's not Stillwater. Stillhead. Wait, this
1: one says that it's in Missouri. It can't be this one.
0: <laughs> There's multiple East Centrals.
1: Apparently, there are multiple wow, East Centrals. How
0: about that?
1: East, I said East Central College. He oh. went to East Central uh, University. I can't
0: believe you would say he would go to East Central College. I know, That's disrespectful.
1: Uh, my apologies to everyone who went to East Central University in Ada.
0: Oklahoma, How do you Ada,
1: spell that? Ada. Wow. Uh, let's. Last thing we need to know is what their um, team mascot is. Do you have any guesses?
0: Um, is it a funny one or is it a? No. Nope. Um, I'm gonna go with the Bears.
1: Close. Uh, Tigers. Oh. And their mascot's uh, name is Rory the Tiger, but it's spelled O R O A R Y, like because it roars a lot. It's Rory. <laughs>
0: thinkers out there.
1: I, I got to give it to East Central. Anyways, um, shout-out to Trinity Benson. He's been awesome. Shout-out East Central, Ada, Oklahoma, the whole squad.
0: <laughs> so, you know when you do the Google search and it, like, does the uh, – it, like, finishes it for you? Yeah. If you do Ada, okay, the first one that pops up, Ada, Oklahoma population. The, ne- the next one's not funny. Is Ada, Oklahoma murders. Oh, so, Good God. Wow. Okay. So, I
1: mean – adds up with what you were saying <laughs> yeah so people
0: in the comments
2: are saying that they love
1: drunk zach, but it's just tired zach. yeah no unless unless zach, unless zach no had a zach. Uh, <laughs> unless zach had a flask under the table at the broncos <laughs> <laughs> press box today which he wouldn't be the first media member who was doing that. yeah
0: tired zach look at my eyes so tired it,
1: those who have been listening to the show for a long time know we do some of our best yep. work when tired <laughs> yep. uh, and after games and a- after,
0: uh, yeah yeah I'm,
1: pr- I've, uh, I'm pretty sure the the legendary that's a big boy comment <laughs> came after preseason <laughs> game number four and
0: I'm sad this we only have one more night game
1: yeah that's actually a huge bummer I was asking you that the other day yeah and it's a it's Thursday an away night. game
0: Thursday night away but the good news is it will be after dark after the home games for most of the season
1: well I mean after sundown yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah after dark right
1: no there that's the beginning of dark what is? But sundown is the start of dark. After dark is beyond that.
0: Right, right. But does the sun go down like 4.30? <laughs> yes. In the winter? Yeah. So it'll be after dark. No, Wait. that's after during dark. Sundown? I'm so confused. <laughs> if it's dark, it's at- oh after dark would be when it's light out.
1: After dark is like moons up in the sky. You, you, you're past dark or you're at a whole new thing. You're, you're waiting for light. It would
0: be light if it's after dark right yeah yeah they say that's
1: essentially the point the of this light
0: is all it, the, the light is d- always <laughs> darkest after dawn after darkness <laughs> <laughs> it's always darker darkest <laughs> before the dawn
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, i don't even know where to go with this right now i'm just Neither. gonna i'm gonna give us a chance to reset here by telling you about our friends <laughs> uh, if you guys want to sound like we do right now, hit up our friends at Solace Meds. Um, that was good. <laughs> they've really got good. smoking hot deals in four convenient Colorado locations one in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one's just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax, right down the street from here. Now, they've got some awesome deals, <laughs> including Dixie Elixirs, two for 30, uh, Spectre, 20% off, Ripple, 25% <laughs> off, and on and on and on. What the best part about (coughs) when you go over to Solace Meds.
0: (laughs) Is you laugh like this.
1: (laughs) No, that's not. Uh, The best part is that you take the deals they already have. Then you take the deal of DNVR 20. (laughs) You stack it on top of that. (laughs) And then you can also get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you use that code DNVR. So go to Solace Meds and use that code.
0: Gosh, dang it. (laughs) Go oh, no, no, yeah, no, God. <laughs> yeah, gosh dang it! Who, who who are we out here? We're uh, we're Philip Rivers. Oh. Uh, something that's not funny. We have the preseason sillies. I gave some bad advice about this game. Thought the Broncos are going to kill them. How did the Broncos not kill the Rams tonight?
1: I'm sorry, but I just can't take the Broncos minus nine and a half.
0: Oh well, you were right. I mean, I thought I thought it was easy money over at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook won tonight, but Ryan, they're not going to win for much of this season cuz we're going to be giving out some killer picks. But here's the thing. You don't even have to fleece DraftKings. They don't have to fleece you for you to get in on this deal that they've got going on. You turn $1 into $200 in free bets if you bet on one preseason game or one regular season game in week 1. That's all you have to do. And then they'll give you $200 in free bets. So bet on any pre- or any week 1 game. And you'll get $200 in free bets over at DraftKings Sportsbook. It's that easy. Plus, get in on all of the same game parlays that they've got going on. I cannot wait for for the regular season. Broncos favored right now going into New York week one. That's something to keep your eye on. So make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $200 in free bets over at DraftKings Sportsbook for a limited time only. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 Gosh darn it.
1: <laughs> Speaking of. Uh, I gave out a juicy three-leg parlay on the show yesterday Mm -hmm. for college football. Mm -hmm. Illinois plus seven. Uh, I mean, I had to put that in. Scott Frost for life is what I'm hearing. Scott Fraud. Um, (laughs) And then UCLA minus 10 in the first half. Easy cover. Mm. San Jose State minus 13 and a half in the first half. Easy cover. We got a boost from DraftKings Sportsbook. So it's plus 755.
0: Throw a couple units on that. And boy.
1: You're the life pretty. is your oyster right now. Yes. That, I mean, you just keep messing up phrases. <laughs> oh, the world is your oyster. Are, yes. Uh, keep playing the hits, Zach. Uh, Allie, do we have any super chats we need to get to? I saw one wow. earlier, so yeah.
0: we're going to have to scroll for <laughs> it and find it. That's a lot of scrolling. The Jeez. people are having a good night, too. We've had two producers, wow. and they wow. basically look
1: like the first two drives of Drew Lock and Teddy <laughs> oh Bridgewater boy. so far. Allie's
0: going to turn around. She's going to do a little uh, Drew, Drew Lock touchdown drive. I knew there was one. you called it. From Colin Waples? Wapples? Waples, uh, Waples. Colin, Colin Waples down in Naples.
1: Yes. Uh, lots of runs on second down and long. Yeah. Seemed like starters didn't give 110% effort. I don't want it. I don't want 110% effort That's uh, true. when those guys are out there. But I mean last year the Broncos ranked one of the highest in the entire uh, NFL in terms of runs on second and long, which a lot of like old school coaches will say the only way you can prove you're committed to the run is if you're willing to run on second and long, (laughs) then just don't be committed to the run uh, because it does not work. Well, Pat Shermer,
0: he's committed, baby. He's committed to third and eight. (laughs) Oh gosh. That's a bad position. Not just for drew lock for anyone, for anyone, for anyone. anyone. I mean,
1: certain quarterbacks, it doesn't matter, right? but it's still, they don't want to be there ever. Um, and for Teddy, he's going to have to hit those little ones um again not all his fault there's just a lot of like little timing routes that just seemed off the one tim patrick way off on the short throw he needs to hit those short ones to keep on schedule so you're not because if you get into second and 10 you know what's coming
0: yep especially after an incompletion on the first one they're gonna run the ball
1: yes because they don't want to go bang 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 27 seconds off the clock and part
0: gosh oh no They can't.
1: So you got to really make sure you get those first down four yard completions.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. You have to. And so, it, I mean, it's a, it's a great point, Colin. And th- we're going to find out in week one against the Giants whether it was an excuse or a reason of what Bridgewater said after the game, saying that, um, you know, he, w- he was just really trying to force it to those guys to get him in a rhythm. If he s- continues to be off with them, then uh, it's more of uh, an excuse than a reason. And you really hope that that's not the case. Something that Teddy said after the game, which I loved, Ryan, which just reminded me of this. He was asked about... Um, uh, oh, i got to find it right here. He was asked about – got to find it again. Here we go. He, 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 One he, more like, time. Solace Meds. Uh, <laughs> he was asked about some fans not liking him being named the starting quarterback. And he said, I'm not a salesman. I love playing football. I love playing for the Denver Broncos. And that's just – That was that, salesy. It, it he was, sold was, me. It was salesy. And that's just – that's who he is. He, he's such a likable dude that if he plays well – which I think you could say about anyone, but if he plays well, the fan base is going to absolutely love this guy, at least for as long as he plays well.
1: Zach, what is your read on the locker rooms feeling towards Teddy Bridgewater being named the starter over Drew?
0: I think most of them agree with it and like it. It was weird, though. We touched on it, Ryan, just about um, how we didn't like the way Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer approached naming naming Teddy the starter over Drew and just how mad they were about the whole thing and how they really sold Drew after saying that he wasn't the better quarterback. We thought that was weird. They also We also talked to Garrett Bowles and Von Miller right after they named Teddy the starter. And that was also just, weird I mean I thought both of those guys were really just trying to show their support for Drew by how well they talked about him it was just weird I mean it was a very similar mindset that that Pat Shermer and Vic Fangio had when talking about just really pumping up Drew saying good things about Teddy but pumping up Drew more I do think that speaks more to they just wanted to protect Drew instead of what they thought about Teddy but I I do think behind the scenes the, the guys knew that that's probably their best chance to win right now
1: yeah, I get the feeling it's like a friend thing, like they are all friends with Drew. He's a, he's also a really likable guy. Yeah. And it's like okay, so for whatever reason you end up in a competition with another co-host. Don't say this. And they come in and they're just doing like slightly better numbers. Shut your mouth. And and I'm just like but I really really like Zach <laughs> and like the other people are saying like I know how this ends. I'm saying, yeah, but yeah, the numbers are just slightly better with this new guy. We got to go with it. We got, you know, the, we got to do what the advertisers want. And uh, in the end, I'm just like, okay, I guess I understand. But I, I feel I'm really bummed about my guy, Zach. Like that's, I feel like how they are with Drew. They're like, he did everything he's asked for him. The numbers right. were good. Right. Um, we really like him. And somehow it didn't all work out for him. I mean, th- that stat line you read. 19 of 28 230 something yards 298 yards three touchdowns no interceptions it's like how is that not enough to win the job yeah yeah but it wasn't and i think that's why there's like this
0: they just feel really bad yeah yeah exactly and they've seen how much he's put into this and i think that's the toughest thing for drew is boy he did try it was not a lack of effort and everyone saw that as well but ryan what i'll say is if tonight's my last show it's been a fun one (laughs) (laughs) what if
1: uh, that touchdown to austin fort could technically be the last throw we ever see from drew lock in a broncos uniform yep
0: it very well could be because as we said ryan especially if that's his last throw of this season he's not the quarterback next year his future is not here in denver
1: let's uh let's play that court for a second what does that look like why would the broncos not keep drew lock around next year when he's cheap
0: and experienced. It's a good question. If it's the well, same question we asked about Trevor Simeon, right? Right. Well, and they just messed that up. They shipped Trevor out to try to get Paxton another chance. And then they <laughs> ended up just cutting Paxton. Trevor would have been so much better to keep as the backup.
1: Trevor Simeon was like a tailor-made backup for Case Keenum.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and John Elway, his best pick at quarterback He says it was too good of a pick because it made my first round pick look bad. So Mm -hmm. I'm gonna trade him out. Really weird. Really, really weird. Very weird. But it is a good question about Drew. Why would you not keep him? Maybe it would be doing right by Drew and saying, uh, "We're done with you here, and you may have a better start or better chance to start somewhere else or be in a competition." Because I don't think the Broncos are gonna do this again next year, where it's Teddy versus Drew. Um, And here's a reason is if Teddy does well enough to be the Tyrod Taylor, and then you draft a Josh Allen next year, you draft a first round quarterback, then there's no room for drew. You don't need drew to be your third quarterback. So you trade drew for fourth round pick or something just to get something back in return. And then you have Teddy in a competition with a rookie. That's where drew lock really doesn't have a place here.
1: Yeah. And what, I was thinking for a second now, like, okay, what if they bring in Aaron Rodgers? Drew's a great backup for yeah. Aaron Rodgers, a great yeah. person for him to learn yep. behind. The problem is his contract expires after that year. Right. So what are you going to do? Sign him up based off of not seeing him play for two years? Right. Probably not. Doesn't even make sense in that regard. He ha- For him, he has to go somewhere where he can play. And I'll just say this. The Broncos are setting up, like, something that could just make them look so incredibly dumb which is drew lock going somewhere else and putting it all together um now tonight i i had a bit of a realization with drew and it's like it's not always like this but when everything goes right on the play yeah he's so good yeah he is so good he just he throws rockets he can get it to any spot on the field he is an nfl starting caliber quarterback yeah when things start to go wrong it just gets really wonky and just things can kind of go haywire for him um and that's when you have things like the strip sack or you just have him make bad decisions because all of a sudden like he gets sped up and just doesn't see the field as well i don't know if that can be learned i don't know if it's ever going to click for him but if for whatever reason he was able to slow things down a little bit when they go wrong and then he can be that guy when things go right he really can be a really good NFL quarterback and I just I cannot imagine the reaction around here if I don't know let's say he ends up uh in Indianapolis next year and they're done with Carson Wentz or whatever um they're maybe gonna have to start Jacob Eason in week one I'm seeing um and Drew becomes the guy there and becomes the guy there oh
0: my gosh it's, and uh, it's
1: legitimately in the realm of possibility yeah. just look at the stats you just read off you know like yep. he can do it in this league
0: and uh, that would be a massive bummer for george payton to start off his nfl uh gm job in denver like that by. Not only did
1: you pass up on one potentially <laughs> yeah. in Justin Fields or two in yeah. Justin
0: Fields and Mac Jones, <laughs> yeah.
1: you also had one on
0: your roster yeah. and sent him off. Yep, that would just be terrible. And, Ryan, that that's why so many people, understandably so, they see the good things from Drew and they say, I want to overlook the bad things. I want to hope that he can overcome the bad things and be the good quarterback because when the highs are there, they're great. I saw so many people tweeting that, you know, when Drew w- was on today – just how much more exciting it was than even when Teddy was on. And they both finished their good drives with nearly identical stats, but Drews just has the flash. It's more fun. That's why if Paxton Lynch, or or I shouldn't say Paxton Lynch, if if Trevor Simeon had the, the stats that Drew did last year, people would have been so done with him. They wouldn't have wanted him in a quarterback competition. He wouldn't have been 82% on your poll a week ago. They would have said, no, get out of here. You're not good. But it's the upside that you see, and it's yeah. that word potential that is so dangerous in the NFL, and we're seeing how dangerous it can be with, with, with a guy like Drew.
1: What it's Perception is pretty much everything for quarterbacks in the NFL. Even if Drew Locke was a projected third-round pick, and the Broncos picked him in the second round, everyone would have jumped ship right away. off. Yep. Him. But he, he didn't have to be a first round pick because he was projected first round yep. pick. So then he had this like steel thing attached yep. to him yep. and it changes everyone's. It's the same thing as, you know, last year while he had his ups and downs, if he, if that was a rookie season for a rookie for a first round quarterback, everyone would pointed to all the positives, all the positives, all the positives. Yep. When you aren't, when you don't have the benefit of the doubt, everyone points to all the negatives. It's an interesting thing. You hope that the evaluators on on your team uh, are going a little more in-depth than that, but it, it never goes away what was originally thought of you.
0: Right, exactly. So, Ryan, we're talking about Drew over under when we see him this year. I'll set it at 7.5. Week 7.5. <sighs>
1: I mean, I feel like if I was just betting the odds here, the under would be the smarter play.
0: Yeah, which is crazy, and uh, yet have to think they're gonna see we're gonna see him this year. He's played in 16 games once. It was his second year in the NFL before the year before he had that terrible injury. Uh, he played in 16 games in 2015.
1: Okay, so let me ask you this. The Broncos are – they've played six games. They're 3-3. and It's week seven. Teddy Bridgewater is out for one week. He has, like, a mid-ankle sprain. Mm -hmm. Can't go. Drew Locke goes out and throws for 290 yards. Actually, he puts out the exact stats that he did in the preseason. Oh, my goodness. 18 of 28 or whatever it was, 19 of 28. (sighs) Yep. 294 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. The Broncos win. I don't know who they play in week seven off the top of my head. Um, Maybe the Browns. The Broncos win the game. Now what?
0: You have to start Drew. And I was going to say, until you said these numbers, like this good, if they won the game but Drew was just okay, they go back to Teddy just because of, again, Vic Fangio giving the nod to Teddy they go with drew you, you can't not go with drew especially because teddy hasn't been doing fantastic if they're right. three and it's been three an average. yeah you go with drew you have to but really short leash okay if he comes out and there's a pick in the first half that next game the broncos are down seven in week eight it's teddy coming out at halftime okay But in that's like so terrible worst case scenario this, yeah. when you're flip-flopping quarterbacks left and right
1: But, again, when jobs are on the line and there's desperation involved and the team isn't done-done. Like, remember when they brought in Brock Osweiler and started him against the Eagles? Like, they were done. Oh, that was such a bad game. But they weren't done-done then. Yeah. And I'll never forget. uh, I've brought it up many times. He kept saying, ball security is job security. Ball security is job security. And on, like, the first series – he throws it deep into triple coverage to <laughs> Isaiah McKenzie, of all people.
0: Just insane. Isaiah McKenzie. Yes, yeah. uh,
1: the newly vaccinated. Yes, yes he
0: is. Um, week seven, Cleveland. In Cleveland. Good call. Holy cow. If they were to win that game with Drew balling out. Oh, Three touchdowns, no interceptions. my goodness. And then you have a lot. That would be on a short week, too. So he would just – I mean, people would be going nuts. Then he would have a long week to prepare the next week for Washington at home. Two good defenses.
1: I mean, that's – this – Drew – someone should clip this and send it to Drew Law. This is what he needs to build up in his head as what he's preparing for, right? Drew watches anyway. Oh, that's true. Um, It's true. This is what he needs to be preparing for. Right. At some point during this season, I'm going to get a chance – and when I do, I'm going to put a stranglehold on that position and never give it up again. Yep. And even if it doesn't end up being here, which I think in this like dream scenario we're talking about eventually he plays so well that, you get, that he remains the starter. But even if it's not here, he has an opportunity to go out there and prove to someone else yep. that he should be their quarterback.
0: Yep. And if he goes out and balls this year, maybe it is. He, he is the guy that the Broncos treat as their first-round pick next year, and he is in another quarterback competition. I'd have, I'd find it hard to believe it would be with Teddy Bridgewater. I think if he's in a quarterback competition, it's with someone else next year, which I don't know if that would be a veteran or a young guy, but he is still young enough where if he shows upside this year, Ryan, teams are going to jump at the opportunity to maybe not make him his st- the starter, but another quarterback competition.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting. There is also a, an opportunity where – He doesn't play at all this year. And I will always be thinking what if with Drew Locke. I think there's so many circumstances that have just gone against him in his career. Um, Obviously, he didn't play very well last year. But, there, I mean, the COVID season, the year is a new offense, a new center. All those things did not Mm -hmm. help him at all. Now, again, he could have played better and we wouldn't be having this conversation. But he didn't have a lot of things going his way. I, I, the firing Rich Scangarello was not going his way. And TC McCartney, by the way, he had a great relationship with both of those. That was a bad break for him, I think. Yep. And then just the fact that Teddy Bridgewater played like so clean yep. that he didn't have an opportunity to win the job. And then again, Teddy stays healthy all year, doesn't get a chance here. He's probably not getting a chance somewhere else. I mean, maybe he's in a quarterback competition, but I just think circumstances played a role in – his career to this part to this point and i'll be thinking about that until he gets another opportunity if he gets another opportunity
0: ryan the broncos traded a sixth round pick for teddy bridgewater would they be in a better or a worse position right now if they had done that same deal for gardner Minshew? since Minshew was just traded to the philadelphia eagles which by the way I think Philadelphia is like a perfect city for Gardner Minch. I, oh, yeah. I think he's going to be so loved there. Uh, Jacksonville
1: and, uh, worked for him too, though. He's very it did. It did. versatile. I was
0: thinking, where could he not go? I don't think L.A. or New York.
1: No, he definitely
0: could. Just not the vibe. That's not his vibe. Jorts in just, L.A. or New York? I mean, he'd just switch it up. Oh, you think he'd be going like tux? Like pastels. Oh, <laughs> man. I'd love to see a pastel minch
1: uh the Broncos would be better off with gardner yeah
0: would he be the starter over drew would he have beat out drew
1: i think we had this conversation in the off season and i said yes and
0: i think so too well when we were ranking them that like all of these middle quarterbacks he had to trade a late round pick for gardner would have been the best one
1: yeah i don't understand what the hell the jaguars just did Uh, no idea no so you split reps to
0: like to a decision that you knew you were going to make.
1: Right. To maybe try to increase his
0: trade value? Is that the <sighs> thought? And then they got a sixth round pick? I have no idea. I mean, Ryan, we were talking about we would trade a third for him in this offseason.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Just so weird. And, I mean, you, you said it at first. You did not believe in Urban Meyer being a good coach in Jacksonville. I thought he would get a second contract. Not because necessarily of who he is, but Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. He's trying his best to mess it all up.
1: He, he literally just, he's doing the Vance Joseph. Every oh button he <laughs> presses is the wrong gosh. one.
0: All right. Uh, I think we've been going
1: on for a while here. Allie, is there anything specific that you saw we needed to get to in the comments? Nope. All right. Uh, well, I guess Allie After thinks all Dawn. of your comments suck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. Um, oh, I figured. Very good. I was that's just kidding. That's kind of sad. Um, you know, that's okay. Happy and sad. It's ha- it, it, It's... What is happy is the Broncos went three and zero in the yeah. preseason. Yeah, um, they you know you the the quality of schedule is not very good. It's like what probably Alabama is going to play in their non-conference <laughs> schedule, um, but you got to take care of who's in front of you. Yep. they did that. I yep. feel like they built a lot of confidence for a lot of different players, yep. um, including Teddy Bridgewater, who's yep. going to be the starting quarterback of this team, and they kind of also get three cupcakes as much as you can in the nfl they to start the regular do. season as well so 6-0. it's not going to be that easy but it's almost like this perfect really easy a little bit harder and then you're going to no. get to the really tough stuff at the end of the season
0: yeah hey, week four is when uh, we hope the real evaluation starts because if the real evaluation has started before
1: the real evaluation will be over
0: <laughs> yes, yes that <laughs> will be bad ryan just before we're over tonight couple things coming up cut day is Tuesday. We're gonna have a tracker for everything you need to know. Vic Fangio said he and George Payton are going to have a real talk about the roster tomorrow. So wouldn't be surprised to see some cuts coming tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday at 2 p.m. They've got to make their cuts. We'll be we'll be following that. I think on Monday we'll probably be doing a pod talking about who's gonna get the final roster picks. Uh, and then two weeks from tomorrow, baby. Here we go.
1: It's coming up quick. Um, and yeah, we we're, we're going to do a roster prediction show on Monday. So make sure you tune in for that. Of course, right here on the YouTube channel. Um, and also everyone smile Broncos <laughs> still haven't lost this year. Feels and good. if you're smiling and you want your smile no to look way. even better, head on down to green mountain <laughs> dental group where you can get a free Sonicare toothbrush. When you schedule a cleaning x-ray and examine and what you'll love about green mountain dental group is they will treat you like family down there. They're part of our family, the DNVR family, and they've supported us for a long time, including throughout the entirety of the pandemic that kind of stuff means a lot to us so we'd love if you made them your dentist if you need any work done in the metro area but for tonight that is going to wrap it up for us on the dnvr broncos post game show thank you to everyone who tuned in and we will see you on monday